Visitors from Payne County have put a touchdown on the board early. Here's Brent Burns, keeps it to the outside. Sam Bennett keeps it in out front. Kachuk is shot. He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, the overtime winner! The Panthers take game one, three, two, the final! Matthew Kachuk ends the marathon, and the Panthers go home happy tonight here in Raleigh. Here comes the freight train across the timeline. Pick his pocket clean. Did Bruce Brown. And Denver's going to win game number two. There's the horn. Denver takes a commanding two games to nothing lead in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, he can shoot all he wants. It's LeBron James. Punt, 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 downs, punt, half, fumble, punt, punt, downs, interception. Hour three, T-Row in the morning show, Friday, May 19. Toby and TJ back with you. A1 and turkey bacon. I apologize for that outburst on the uh, texter last hour, TJ. That was uncharacteristic for me. But quite frankly, one of the top ten dumbest text messages we've received in the history of the show. New rule. Mm -hmm. Boss lady. Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, Toby and I can no longer do the show Friday mornings. We will be taking <laughs> right. those off. Fridays are normally fun and goofy, and we're looking forward to uh, the weekend series. So anytime there's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Easter weekend, Big 12 weekend, uh, Friday's off. That's what we're going with from now on. Yeah, that's. Uh, I like your plan. I like your idea. <laughs> Bedlam goes uh, to the Cowboys last night, 13-2. to Colin Brigham, two home runs. One of them, you heard there, a grand slam. Game two tonight, 6-30. Good pitching matchup, Braden Carmichael versus Jerron Watts-Brown. NCAA softball regional gets underway. Well, across the country, this will be a fun day. Across the country, regionals today, OU, the number one national seed, will begin play at uh, 4 o'clock today against Hofstra. The second game tonight, approximately 6.30, Missouri and Cal. And then they'll play it out double elimination from there. Winner goes to the Supers. Winner of that goes to the Women's College World Series. Uh... I don't have a lot today, TJ, but I would like to, if you'll indulge me 
read the news. It's a short but in the news with Toby Rowland. You got to go back and listen while you were gone to Drake trying to do that. (laughs) Why does he attempt things that are mine? It was fantastic, man. It was tremendous. Uh, Highly entertaining. (laughs) I love it when he tries to do the Carter voice. The Carter voice, yeah. In the news and everything. You got to give him credit. You got to give him credit for going for it. He makes an effort. He makes an effort. Uh, You know, we had the NBA draft lottery while you were gone. No, no, you were back, weren't you? Were you gone? You were back. That happened Tuesday night, and I got back Wednesday morning, so I was back. All right, all right. The Spurs uh, got their ping-pong ball pulled number one. Fox Sports with a mock draft last night. This was interesting to me. I wanted to know who the Thunder would take. They've got, of course, Wimbenyama, who you say is going to be a bust, going number one. Brandon Miller of Bama going number two to to the uh, Hornets. Scoot Henderson, three to the Blazers. Amon Thompson, four to the Rockets. Jerace Walker, five to the Pistons. Uh, Cam Whitmore from Villanova, we saw him this year, six to the Magic. We've seen two of those top six. Asar Thompson, seven to the Pacers. Amon's brother, twin brother. Taylor Hendricks from UCF, eight to the Wizards. Anthony Black from Arkansas, we saw him this year, nine to the Jazz. Uh, your Mavericks taking Kaysen Wallace from Kentucky at 10. Magic, Grady Dick from Kansas at 11. And the Thunder going with Connecticut's Jordan Hawkins at 12. Really good player. Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas, 13. We saw him this year. On and on and on after uh, after that. Keontae George of Baylor, a mid-first-round pick, according to this. Let me see if there's anybody else interesting in the first round. Um, looks like that's it. You got your eye on anybody for the Mavs yet? At 10 or is it uh, too That early? Wambanyama kid. Uh, I hope I'll he take falls. Him. I hope he falls. I thought you said he was going to be a bust. Yeah, might as well be a bust with me if he is. That's right. That's a bit hot. Um, TJ, there's a battle over Taco Tuesday. Taco Bell wants the... Words Taco Tuesday to be able to be freely used. Apparently, I did not know this. Maybe you did. Taco John's owns the trademark for the phrase Taco Tuesday. Who's Taco John's? Taco John. You ever? Uh, I've never been to Taco John's, but I've seen them around. Maybe they're in. Maybe I've seen them in Texas. Have I not seen them in Oklahoma anywhere? I've never even heard Taco of Taco so John. I don't know. Somebody out there, let us know where I've seen Taco John at before. I've heard of Long Johns, but not Taco Johns. Taco Johns owns the trademark. Taco Bell is arguing that the words Taco Tuesday has become a generic word or genericide in the American lexicon. And if a word just becomes generic, then a trademark no longer applies, and thus everybody is able to use it. Obviously, Taco Bell wants to be able to advertise Taco Tuesdays, so forth and so on. So uh, they are suing Taco John's for the release, not for money or anything, just for the release of the phrase Taco Tuesday. 
Isn't that pretty simple to just call it Taco Bell Tuesdays? Mm. Too long? Not the same. It's not the same. Uh, Taco John's 370 locations in 23 mainly Midwestern and Western states. I feel like I've seen Taco John's in Oklahoma. Wow, I've never even heard of Taco John's, and that's a lot of locations and sounds like several states. So Mm. I'm a taco guy. I like tacos. That's surprising to me. Taco John CEO Jim Creel says, quote, We love celebrating Taco Tuesday with taco lovers everywhere. And we even want to offer a special invitation to fans of Taco Bell to liberate themselves by coming <laughs> by to see how flavorful and bold tacos can be at Taco John's. Be careful what you ask for in a fight, Taco Bell. Uh, they're turning it on you. Yeah, that's pretty clever. So we'll see who wins the battle for uh, Taco Tuesday. I didn't know this. Apparently... LeBron James, LeBron James tried to uh, patent or, or uh, copyright the phrase Taco Tuesday back. You remember that whole thing he was oh, putting yeah. out Instagram video? Very uh, racist videos that he put out. He was told it was uh, it was taken already by Taco John's. Forward thing. A California man reached his decade-long goal of visiting every country in the world. He has now been to all 193 countries in the world after he uh, got back from Turkmenistan. That was number 193. That's on my vacation list next year. San Diego resident Randy Williams, a.k.a. Ramblin' Randy, landed in the Central Asian country of Turkmenistan last week a destination that was long delayed when the nation was closed to visitors for four years due to COVID. Uh, He's a local DJ in San Diego known as R-Dub, and he put the 193rd pin in his map this week. Uh, He says he uh, he visited 193 countries that are observed by the United Nations, as well as two observer states, Vatican City and Palestine. He also made stops in disputed territories, Kosovo, Western Sahara, and Taiwan. Uh, He says when you run out of countries, you got to make your own. Next stop, the People's Republic of Slojamistan, where he plays, I guess, uh, slow rock hits in uh, San Diego. All right, guys, we're coming to you on a Friday night. Who's ready to get hot up in the club tonight? Slow Jamistan. 193 countries would take a while. I'm going to guess, I don't know, it doesn't say here, I'm going to guess Randy is a single man. <laughs> yes, I think so. Still living in mom's basement, working as a DJ on Friday nights. At the club. you got to have some uh, uh, disposable income. To go to 193 countries. And finally, TJ, you're from Texas. You're a big Texas guy. Have you ever been to Kyle, Texas? I have been through there, yeah. That's College Station, right? Yeah, not spent like a ton of time there, but yeah. I didn't accuse you of living there. Oh, I'm just saying, like, I can't give you a history on it or anything. It's not like I was there for days, just kind of drove through, you know. The city of Kyle is uh, going for a world record. Uh, They are trying to bring together thousands of people named Kyle in order to clinch the Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of people with the same name. This record is currently owned by 2,325 Ivans who gathered in the Bosnian town of Kupreski Koski in 2017. 
2,325 people named Ivan got together, and they currently own the record for the most people with the same name in the same place. So the city of Kyle is going for this record, TJ. They are attempting to get the largest gathering of Kyles. The great gathering of Kyles will take place during their annual Kyle Fair later this month. Now, there are rules to this, TJ. Uh, it says we need all we need tall Kyles, short Kyles, young Kyles, and old Kyles. It is the fourth time they have attempted to break this record. They're not having much luck so far. Uh, strict rules are in place. People must have the first name of Kyle, and it must be spelled the same: K Y L E. Middle names are not accepted. Last names are not accepted. No Kyler, no Kylie. It has to be Kyle, and it's got to say it on your birth certificate. Um, let's see. The event has gained the support of an 11,000-strong community of Kyles on Reddit, a place for Kyles and Kyle enthusiasts. <laughs> May 21st, so Sunday is uh, when the big Kyle fair is and they're going to This is all bogus. There's at least 50,000 Karens in Norman. We've met a lot of them. <laughs> Come on now. They've even put out an ad for this thing, TJ. Would you like to hear it? Yes, I would love to hear it. All right. I don't know if it's clean or not. Oh, well, we might just Probably is Kyle, right? Kyle? Kyle, man. No! Kyle! Kyle. 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 Hey, Kyle. Smoke a chino. For Kyle. My name is Kyle. It's Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Please stop talking. Shut up, Kyle. Uh, no offense, Kyle. There you go. Kyle Fair coming this weekend to Kyle, Texas, where they will attempt to break the world record. You know any Kyles? Uh, I've got a cousin, Kyle, yeah. Does he live in Texas? Yes, and he's a big Aggie, so I could see them and the family heading down there for Kyle mm-hmm. Day. I'm not sure I know any Kyles. I know two or three, four. Mm-hmm. One, two, yeah. three, four that I can think of. And that's the news for this Friday, May 19th. We'll take a break. Get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line next, 405-651-3439. Friday edition T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment. The one for games. The one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. What do you think about talking this segment, Teach? Sorry, I was answering the phone. Welcome back, everybody. R.K. Black brings you this hour. T-Row in the Morning Show. Been in business since 1952. Oklahoma's premier document management company. Network Solutions. So much more. RKBlack.com. 405-943-9800. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jay from Medill says, Taco John's is part of the Love's travel stops in the Texas Panhandle and then the Dodge City area. Hmm, so okay. perhaps that's where you've seen it, okay, is at a maybe, Love's maybe. travel stop. Maybe. 
Uh, we had a Taco John's in Omaha in the 70s and 80s. At the time, it was better than Taco Bell. Okay. Wow, it's been around a while. I'm surprised I've never heard of Taco John's. It Me sounds too. pretty popular. Are you still ranking Mayo your number one fast food taco spot? Uh, yes, yes. Hmm. For tacos specifically. Oh, it doesn't apply to the whole menu? Well, their bean burritos are elite. Their Hmm. bean burritos and tacos are elite, and that's really all I get at Mayo. So, I mean, I guess it just is just based on tacos and bean burritos. You definitely put it ahead of Bueno. Yes, Bueno used to be my go-to for party burritos and party tacos, and I'd get 10 of each and eat 20 all together. Um, but they have really significantly dropped off in quality of food over how the last decade. How long ago decade. is this? Like last week? Or uh, this it? would have been early 2000s. This back in your, uh, hang on, let me find it. would have been my thing. 20s. I would, I would say uh, that's when they were a dollar, too. Um, it's back in your two double cheeseburger, 20-piece nugget, large fry, large, large Dr. Pepper days? Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. yeah. Ten taco, uh, uh, party I tacos, agree. ten party burritos, please. I agree. Bueno has fallen. Used to be my favorite. The yes. quality has dropped. I like casa. I like the cheese. I know I, you think it's too much I, cheese. Too much cheese. I, I do like, like casa, though. Well, can't you ask for light cheese or something? I can. Yeah. I can. I love the cheese. It's great. <laughs> I haven't had a burrito <laughs> in next week. It'll be three months. But we cannot talk about this anymore. Okay, okay. Well, I was going to say, the text line and you with the news has totally turned this show around. Suddenly we're talking Taco John's and you're in a better okay, mood. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. I'll fight the urge in in place of <laughs> a stream of trashing. Do you think baseball. we have skinny guys on all our sports because Joe doesn't like muscular guys? <laughs> I wish you'd read that text one more time. I, I is it the guy that's always complaining about not having any NIL money? Is that the guy that sent him <laughs> that text sure. message? Uh, let's see oh here God. what his other text. It's are. almost like there's an orchestrated effort not to get talent here. Um, I don't see any like that. Oh, you right. baseball and basketball rosters remind me of what the football roster was before BV uh, started turning it over. Small and as if coaches are being too careful in recruiting, as if directed by leadership. Go get some grown men. What do you mean small? What do you think that you mean like size-wise small? Uh, like they got the I'm same number of size. guys on their team as you think he's saying we have two, our guys are too short. Um, uh, too short, too small. Yeah, that's what I think he's saying there. Or too she small? Huh. Okay. How tall is Will Carston? You want me to read it again? <laughs> I just thought it's a dumb text. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What do you got next? No, we don't need to pay it anymore. I wholeheartedly disagree with whatever the next text says. Okay. This is good. I like this. What's the next one? Um, time to start calling some of these clowns out. Yeah, you got to agree with them. <laughs> Well, put your name on it. We can call you out. Otherwise, you're just you know hiding behind an anonymous ten-digit phone number. I hate questioning Skip's decisions, and I know I have but, to save some arms for the weekend. But why was Douthat not yanked after pegging his third hitter and giving up a grand slam? 
but just what I said. I think at yeah. that point he said, that's seven runs. I'm not wasting guys, my top guys. Um, let's see if you can battle through this and figure out some things on your own. 100%. It was 3 nothing. He had Carter Campbell warming up. When it went to 7 nothing, he sat him down and said, okay, you got to weigh your odds at that time. If you waste Carter Campbell and your best relievers in a game you're probably not going to win, and then let's say tonight it's 2-1 to one in the 6th or 7th, and you're like, man, I really wish we had those guys to go to. You're kicking yourself. That's just... You can't do that. So not that you throw in the towel at that point, but you kind of do, right? I mean, you you kind of you kind of got to go, this is a night we're going to get some guys some work that don't get to pitch a lot. Now, Atwood's not one of those guys. Atwood is a reliable reliever, and he was the first guy out of the pen. But Calhoun and Olenek and Hashem, and those are guys who don't pitch a lot. And they got an opportunity to get some work in a game that was out of hand. Meanwhile, you saved your front line arms, your bullpen arms, for a closer games, hopefully tonight or tomorrow. That was the strategy there. And it's happened several times this year. Oklahoma, a game that has gotten away from them early, has said, all right, this isn't going to be our night. We're going to get some guys some work, and we're going to save our front line guys for the next couple of days. Uh-oh, this guy's coming after you. All right. Toby, your blind allegiance to a bleep-poor performing baseball team is what's stupid. Is that the same dude? No, that's a different guy. You want to respond to that one? Um, Again, this team is very similar to what it was this time last year. I don't know what to tell this person. Like... This, to me, that's a text, and I look back on some of their previous texts here, um, and he's comparing, like, the Atlanta Braves to Patty's Girls. and dip. There are so many people that want the baseball team to be the softball team and don't recognize they're two completely different sports, and they're not going to be built the same. I just They're just not. It's impossible. It's impossible. Baseball is infinitely deeper than softball is as a sport. That's no offense to what OU has done in softball. It is amazing what they have done. Incredible. But there are, I don't know, 50, 60 really good baseball teams across the country. I mean, the last team in the tournament won the national championship last year. The very last team selected, Ole Miss, won the national championship last year. That can't happen in softball. Uh, the number one ranked team in the country is Wake Forest. Uh, they have, well, how about this? South Carolina, 15 losses. Kentucky, 16 losses. They're in the top five in the RPI. Uh, Vanderbilt, 17 losses. Elite baseball teams. It's just different. It's just different. I, I don't know what to tell you. You're angry about last night. I get it. You're mad you got embarrassed by Oklahoma State. I get it. But this is not a bad team. 
are they going to play for the national championship this year? Probably not. Probably not. But they've got a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. They have had a very good month. They swept Texas. They've won uh, 10 of their last 14 now, and they've put themselves in a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. That's not blind whatever you said. That's facts. They have played well over the last month and given them a chance, themselves a chance in, quite frankly, a rebuilding year after they got ravaged by the draft last year. So that's where they stand right now. Now, do you wish they had four or five more wins and were sitting comfortable and not worrying about much this weekend? Sure. But. And you, you, if you listened to any of the broadcasts, you would have known I was very critical of them last night when they were kicking the ball around. Like, you can't, you can't give 14 free passes or whatever it was between the hit-by-pitch and the walks and two errors and expect to beat an average D1 team, much less a very good one like Oklahoma State. That was a poor performance last night by OU. They will win zero of these three games if they play like they did last night. They won't be competitive in any of the three if they play like they did last night. I submit to you a dumb text. OU is better than OSU because red candy is always better than orange candy. Fight me. It's from KT and Piedmont. Trying to think if that's true. I think it is. Uh, red candy. So that uh, cherry and cinnamon. Strawberry. I don't, I don't, I don't eat a lot of candy. Like if I like when I think of orange candy, I think of those fake orange slices that have the sugar sprinkled on it or whatever. Those are gross. Yeah. Those peanuts, those styrofoam peanuts that are in a bag. Yeah, those those are are gross. gross. Yeah, I think red candy's better. Orange orange candy candy. is gross. PG's right, or KG. Sorry, keep going. PG, KG, and Piedmont. Based on that evidence, I see no argument. That must mean OU is better than OSU. I blame Chad McKee for everything. By the way, the quality of the radio broadcast heavily outweighs the quality of the television broadcast. Go, Toby. Wow. Person doesn't. It was like, so I left last night. TJ's fault. And listened to the eighth and ninth inning on the way home. It was really throwing me off with you two on the broadcast together. Because uh, each time I wanted to say, Toby, shut up. Chad's supposed to be talking. Chad, shut up. Toby's supposed to be talking. Hey, both of you shut up. Let George interject here. Yeah. Uh, George, I hope you're doing better. Keep getting better, buddy. We miss you like crazy. Chad and I have worked together for almost 20 years now. Back to Channel 9 and and, uh, here at OU. First time we've ever called a game together last night. It was fun. We've done shows together, obviously, tons of times, but we've never called a game together. But, you know, you had two play-by-play guys in the booth, so it was uh, we, we uh, volleyed it back and forth a little bit. But Tonight you get Chad and Blake on TV. I'll be on radio only. And then Saturday it'll be me and Blake on a uh, simulcast for the season finale. Break time. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. 
It is over in Norman, 13-2, the final Cowboys take game one of Bedlam. I'm on the field with Skip Johnson for the postgame interview brought to you by Brahms. Coach, your thoughts tonight? Yeah, we gave up way too many free bases. When you do that, you're not going to you're not going to win the game, and that's the bottom line. We didn't play defense, and when we needed to early in the game, that's what set the tone, took the momentum right away from us, and uh, gave away way too many free bases. Are you surprised it was a sloppy game tonight? The way you've played lately. I was a little bit surprised for sure. I mean, we had a chance to pitch out of the first inning, routine double play ball, and we kind of get over, uh, uh, I guess, too excited or something just instead of just executing the play. And uh, and then all of a sudden he gets really complacent and hits a couple guys, walks a couple guys, make an error, and then uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know, the wheels spin off, and that's what happens when you do that. You have been a good bounce-back team this year. They give you confidence that you can come out and get them tomorrow? Yeah, it's a sign of mental toughness is trying to stay positive in a negative moment. So we got to stay positive and do what we can do. Thanks, Coach. Go get them tomorrow. Thank you. Skip Johnson after the game. Today's been a royal punch in the face. I uh, have thoroughly in, given, been given a migraine headache by the show today. <laughs> I love football. I love football because college football, you got to be – hitting on all cylinders from week one the margin for error uh, for error is almost zero right um now with the playoff and certainly with the 12 team playoff you can probably drop a game who knows maybe even two and still have a shot but you can't you can't go through a cold streak or you know you can't have much much miss you gotta you gotta win you gotta win now you gotta win them all what I love about college baseball is college baseball's a little bit like cooking. Really baseball in general, but we're talking about college baseball today. TJ, you like to cook. I love to cook. It's like like a recipe. The season is like putting together a recipe. I need a little more of that, a little less of this. Next time I make it, I'm going to add this. I'm going to take away that. I'm going to cook it a little longer. What if I add some uh, peppers to this or uh, take away some salt or whatever the case may be, and by the end you hope you got the recipe just right? That's what a baseball season is. I really enjoy trying to figure out the recipe as a year goes along. Starting pitcher, nope, he's not going to work there. We've got to put him in the bullpen. This guy was my leadoff hitter. Now I'm going to drop him down and make my four-hole hitter. This guy was in the nine-hole. Now I've got him in the five-hole. Uh, this guy was starting at third base. I'm going to move him to first and give this guy a shot. Wallace Clark last year came out of nowhere to be a major part of that team because he moved in and gave, you know played third base for him. And John Spikerman came out of nowhere last year and became a major part of that team midway through the season, so forth and so on. I get a huge kick out of watching in, in this case, Skip Johnson, but a college coach, and playing along with it. You know, Teej, you and I do that on the radio. What if they did this? What if they pitched this guy here? We've done that this morning with the Big 12 tournament rotation and stuff. Tinkering with it, figuring out how to get it just right. Last year, they nailed it. Last year, they dialed it in and got the exact right recipe, and dadgummit, if Spike was safe at first, Sandlin's going in game three, and OU's winning the national championship. But that's fun to me. All right, they kicked you in game one. What do you got to come back and do in game two? You got to tweak this. Don't pitch to that guy. 
You got a bunch of lefties, six lefties in this OSU lineup. You're throwing a lefty at them tonight. They haven't been as good against left-handed pitching. What if you went Carmichael and Campbell back-to-back? You just throw all lefties at him. I love that, TJ, about baseball. And I think you do, too. No, I do, too. You're a big baseball fan. You also look at it, like, approach it completely different. Like, today I pulled up the standings before we went on the air, and I was looking over some things in the National League, and I said, huh, the Padres aren't off to the start I thought they would be, but they're not going to be in the position they're in right now come August. I totally think over the course of time the Padres are going to figure it out and be in the race with the Dodgers. So, and I, I... you know, that's the thought process you go through through a, a season that's as long as both uh, college or pro baseball, whatever it may be, is because everything changes over the course of time. You don't you don't start where you finish. I mean, you're just not going to roll out the same lineup and the same staff, and that's it for the whole year. It just doesn't work that way. No, it's awesome. And, and even last year, what you're saying, well, last year they as hot as they got every step of the way. I was still like. Huge smile on my face, like, holy cow, they won again. They did it again. They advanced (laughs) again. Like, it was still, like, this unbelievable moment each time they took another step. Yeah, and there was several times along the way where it looked like, well, this is is the end. This is it, yeah. Yeah, That was a great run, but it's going to end here, and they would pull it out. But my point is, I, I don't think everybody's wired the way we are. I think to enjoy baseball, you have to enjoy the day in, day out, and softball, but less so with softball because they just win every game. You've got to enjoy the day in, day out of trying to figure it out, tweaking things, matchups, watching the standings, watching the RPI. What happens if this team wins that starts three hours after we do? That helps us by two RPI points, which what does that mean when you're looking at breaking down the bracket and soft bubbles and all this kind of stuff? I love that. But I don't think that's everyone. I think there are a lot of people like, Ted Gummett, we don't win, we're terrible, changes have to be made. Well, I don't know. That I, I that frustrates me a the little bit. The failure side of it is hard for some people too. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it really is. Like, yeah, yeah, they. It really like man. Somebody goes zero for four. What a loser that guy is. Well, yeah, but he was three for four the night before. Ah, he's terrible. Yeah. So uh, this well, one's uh, this Knippelmeyer text says the text line needs a nap and a Snickers bar. Hopefully, skipping the boys will turn things around tonight. Have a great day, guys. So yeah, go have a Snickers bar. Text line. <laughs> Burritos and Snickers bars. This may be the day that it <laughs> Sorry. ends for me, Teach. It was a good run. <laughs> Why is Toby late for the broadcast tonight? We saw him passed out on the floor of a local taco casa. <laughs> Just cheese all over his chest. <laughs> cheese and beans on his face with three Snickers wrappers in his pocket. <laughs> he relapsed. <laughs> What was the cause of it? Well, they say the text line drove him there. He couldn't take it. 847, Chris Plank coming up next to wrap up the show. We'll be back.